Welcome to Come Along With Me, a podcast for fans who finished all 10 seasons of Adventure Time and want to journey back through the land of Ooh in an episode-by-episode analysis of Cartoon Network's most mathematical TV show. I am KK the Human. And I'm Laura, also the human. This is Chapter 1.7, Ricardio the Heart Guy, boarded by Bert Young and Sean Jimenez. In this episode of Come Along With Me, we take a walk to the end of Lonely Street to the Heartbreak Hotel. Um, this is a full spoilers podcast. We will be discussing all 10 seasons and the Distant Lands episodes. Um, and we also want to put a content warning on this episode. We will be discussing George Takei. Uh, back in 2017, he was accused of sexual assault and not a lot of details on that story, but we certainly want to warn everybody uh, that we'll be talking about him. Ricardio the Heart Guy begins with Finn and Jake once again rescuing Princess Bubblegum from Ice King's clutches. In thanks, Peeves throws a party. Finn's plans to woo the princess are derailed when he meets the titular Ricardio the Heart Guy, a very creepy-looking anthropomorphic heart whose scientific knowledge catches Bubblegum's interest. Finn's jealousy is immediately apparent to everyone, but Finn swears he just has a bad vibe about the guy. After a stakeout, Finn catches Ricardio beating Ice King up and attacks him in turn. PB admonishes Finn and goes off with the heart. However, I.K. reveals that Ricardio is his own heart, brought to life by a spell gone wrong. Finn and Jake rescue Bubblegum, again, and Ice King crawls his way into the throne room, shoving Ricardio back into his chest. The heart leaves a warning that he will return someday. Oh, spooky. Ooh. <laughs> this is going to be coming out like a full month out off of Halloween, so I guess we didn't plan that very well, huh? No, I suppose not. Um... I just want to say that I never get tired of the Adventure Time intro. Like, Oh, yeah, it's super fun. It's super detailed. And the song is good. I just, like, I don't know. I, I never skip it. I always sing along. It's just wonderful. It just feels to me, um, especially with these 11-minute cartoons, um, this at least the specific crop of them, uh, they had to get so good at packing so much into only 11 minutes and that definitely includes the intro as well because they're like what 30 seconds max so you just gotta pack everything in and they when it works well it works it just works amazingly yeah a lot of good butt content in this episode (laughs) uh i'll admit uh i didn't notice too much butt content uh but i'm glad you you found it and you it nourished your heart Huh. Well, yeah, the Ice King kisses Jake's butt. Oh, yeah. Gosh, you're right. Yeah, that was that was something. And then I really liked how Jake was like, I bet you wish you were my butt. <laughs> yeah. And Finn's just like, what? what? I mean, I think you wish. And he, like, he, sh- he eventually just has to drop all pretense and be like, I, I bet you wish you were kicking, uh, you were kissing uh, Princess Bubblegum. Yeah, I wish, I bet you wish you were the Ice King and Princess Bubblegum was my butt. <laughs> like... <laughs> Um, my favorite part of the episode, down flat, is at the end, uh, where Ice King, who is missing his heart, and I'll admit, he's a 
survived surprisingly well for despite that is like just lying on the ground and Finn's like should we help him I mean <laughs> you know he's an He's not exactly a good dude. And Jake's just like, I don't want to watch an old guy die on PB's carpet, man. Yeah. I don't want to watch an old man die. Uh, which is, uh, Jake can be so relatable sometimes. Yeah, for real. Um, my favorite, favorite? part is yeah. uh, all the weird science, in quotation marks, jargon. I wrote down the Boobatron plasmodial formation the piranha nanosphere and the belbophonic laser. It's just so oh. such good adventure time. Yeah, they're they're the purest exaggeration of any like techno babble you ever get. And I love by at the end of the entire thing, I still I'm I'm with Finn. I still have no idea what's the good thing in this uh, scientific uh, discussion. <laughs> they kill plantoids, <laughs> and plantoids are. <laughs> Great question. No idea. Um, speaking about scientific jargon, I feel embarrassed about this. I have a biology degree. This was literally the first time I got Ricardio's name. It's a cardiac pun. It's not even a subtle one. No. <sighs> oh, that's so good. I never, I never got that. Well, I always wondered. I'm like, Ricardio feels like such a, like, it, it feels like a very random name for Latin, you know, this very Latin, I was like, I guess, you know, it's associated with romance, and he is, you know, a personification of very weird love. Um, That's excellent. I, uh, I read muscle research as part of my job, KK. <laughs> this is the first time. <laughs> uh, okay, any other interesting thoughts that you brought from this episode? Um, so Ricardio is like one of the only, if not the only character in Adventure Time to have like a complicated face. Yes, extremely complicated. And it's, I would say it's Uncanny Valley, even though obviously it's not at all, like Uncanny Valley is specifically overly human, but I think it's a kind of similar concept, right? Like if you get, if you have too many details, but the details aren't right, it just... It's way worse than a very simplistic cartoony face, right? Yeah, I mean, just compared to the two dots in a line of everyone else, he's creepy. I mean... <laughs> um, and I really liked slash, I guess, enjoy all the discussions about morality. Um, like, it's still very simplistic, but it's... It's the first time I think we challenge Finn's idea of what's good and what's evil. Um, you know, this entire time he's been living on the idea that there are clear demarcations between both. And it's pretty easy to figure out who's evil. If they look evil, they're probably evil and you can beat them up. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, Jake here brings up, uh, listen, some people are just evil looking. That doesn't mean they're actually bad. Um, which, honestly, I think is an issue we see too much in media a lot where, like, evil villain is obviously ugly or disabled or gross looking in some way. Um, whereas the good people, you know, have various stereotypical ideas of beauty. Um, and then we also bring up this thing like, wait, if somebody's beating up Ice King, does that mean they're inherently good because Ice King is evil? Like, how do you know, how do sides work in this weird world? Well, and I mean, in any other 
cartoon, this would be a clear-cut message, but instead Finn ends up being right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, again, the idea of early Adventure Time being like, listen, we're not actually trying for morals. Um, but in the grander context, this does set up a lot of the show's long-term morals, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. So this episode uses a trope that I usually absolutely detest, um, which is the jealousy trope where like somebody who's obviously crushing on character X gets super jealous and acts super awful. Um, and then you get really cringe inducing humor where they completely embarrass themselves. Uh, and it's just, I, I struggle to go through it every time. Uh, this is one of the one instances where I don't feel the urge to immediately stop the episode and walk out of the room though. Oh yeah? How was that? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, maybe it's because PB is incredibly aware of Finn's jealousy and flat out calls him out for it. So, you know, it doesn't have that usual, it's going to come out and they're going to have a big fight. Like PB's too smart for that. Uh, maybe it's because I'm just totally uninvested in the PB Finn relationship they pushed for the first couple of seasons. Oof, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's not uncomfortable. Yeah, so um, it's still not a great trope. Uh, I, I will never particularly like it, but it doesn't bother me too much here. Um, I think that whole party scene, though, is pretty fantastic at the beginning where PB is like uh, thanking Finn and Jake for saving her. Um, first of all, the ice sculptures of Finn and Drake are horrific. They have, like, 18 abs all over their bodies, and I don't know why. Um, I've noticed, like, just extreme musculature seems to be a theme in these early Adventure Time episodes. I can't remember if it continues for the entire run, but just a lot of muscles on top of muscles. Yeah, I guess if you're seeing the world through Finn's eyes, maybe that's, like... That's fair. Yeah, I've seen uh, little kids uh, do a lot of muscly drawings in that vein, I guess. Also in the party when Princess Bubblegum is carried in by Peppermint Butler, which is also bizarre, uh, you can see a skeleton in the passageway behind her. <laughs> right, so I guess this is our first dictator watch. <laughs> how how dangerously close is Princess Bubblegum into sliding into full-on fascist dictatorship? Um, in this episode, not very much, but I think it's our first real glimpse at her darker nature. Yeah, for real. Do you think she, like, put that there, or was it there? Like, it, you know, it was there when she moved in, like a weird water sculpture or something. Well, she built this castle herself, so gonna guess the yeah form. but you know maybe she like you know did on some ruins maybe <laughs> she's like oh there's some skeletons here i don't know i kind of like the decker you know <laughs> i guess that doesn't seem very pb i gotta say maybe it's um peppermint butlers then we know oh, okay. he's into necromancy all right i i accept that yeah while this is a little weird considering all the stuff around george decay uh the scene where he's giving um, Olympic Space Princess a massage, and she is just so into it. <laughs> the fart I don't massage. know. It's yeah. It's it, it real. That joke really landed for me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, LSP also says, "Oh my gosh!" instead of "Oh my glob," and it like I don't know, like hurt my soul to hear it, that. You, I don't remember. Have they actually said glob yet, or do you think they put that in later? 
I don't know. Like, maybe they said it during Trouble in Lumpy Space, but um, it's so, you know, ubiquitous. I don't notice. Yeah, I get you. Uh, you know, it it just, it doesn't even ping my radar. Because, yeah, it's Glob. They all swear to Glob. That's how it is. Can't wait to meet Glob. Yes. Um, my, my, I feel like I watched the Glob episodes over such a, long period of time as they aired um that i've kind of forgotten the exact details of how they work um so i'm super looking forward to getting reminded about what exactly is up with them um i have a question does princess bubblegum even have a heart like ice gang is a human at the end of the day but she's gum i mean she is gum um but she you know we don't know that many details about how she emerged. We know she did emerge from the mother gum. And I think we briefly see like who the being that would become bubblegum uh, in Simon and Marcy, you know, a thousand years ago. Uh, so it suggests to me that she kind of formed her own body and she probably modeled it after, you know, all the books or other media left behind by humanity. Um, so it's possible she gave herself a heart either because she read about it and thought it was neat or it still serves some function in her very strange physiology that's weird man is, are you telling me that princess bubblegum is weird <laughs> wow never would have guessed that um so i don't know if princess bubblegum has a heart um i'm sure there's many a um a courtier who would say she doesn't i'm sure <laughs> Uh, a certain vampire wrote some angsty songs about how she doesn't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, whether or not that's true has yet to be seen. I mean, you know, this is a delightful little season one episode, but the second Ricardio episode is just fantastic. I was going to say, I'm like, this episode, take it or leave it. I'm just like, oh, um, when he comes back, like that is some really juicy stuff on every level. Um so it's completely worth it just for that, I would say. Yeah. So is there any main takeaways uh, besides fun episode? Can't wait for the next one. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I mean, we don't really get a moral, although we do get a setup for longer term questions. Um, we don't have any notable thing. Like there's no new swords, uh, no moral crises, nothing that makes me cry. Nope. <laughs> uh, um, and I didn't even find the snail, so what's no, the point? No, me neither. Um, I did, however, see that Princess Bubblegum has Pop-Tart chairs. That's very important. Oh, that's great. Um, hmm. I, I was just about to say, why are the Pop-Tart chairs not sentient? Like, but I guess there must be something, you know, obviously the buildings aren't sentient, so somehow, you know. I, yeah, I was actually wondering what the morality is of serving candy at a candy party to candy people. I mean, I guess it's not that much weirder than us serving meat at a party because we're meat people. Oh, you know what? That's a really good point. Yeah. So, um, I mean, maybe there are people, candy people who abstain from it on principle. Uh, I'm trying to think of a vegetarian. Pot. Yeah. It's what would the, the equivalent? <laughs> Non-candarian. <laughs> hmm. Sugar free. That would be... A glucosian? 
<laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Thank you. Don't punch. You shouldn't punch brainiacs. You know how fragile they are. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, as if it's funny that uh, PB says that because she's a brainiac and she can also, you know, uh, kick your butt five ways to Sunday. Throw um, down. Throw down. Um, we got some boopaloopy linguistics biz. Um, what the cabbage? What the cabbage? What the cabbage? She also calls uh, Finn a patoot, which isn't quite linguistic spiz, but I thought it was cute. Yeah, that is cute. Um, okay, yeah, so that's the episode. Let's move over into Meteorex. <music> Uh, for the media wreck today, I am going to say Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine uh, in which a doctor and her comedian husband go through wacky medical history that we have, as a species, have done to each other. Um, it's just a delight, and uh, the first couple episodes especially like will really get you hooked, and then... They've been doing it for, you know, something over five years. And so they've kind of migrated into uh, some more modern topics and they're like very pro vaccine. And yeah, there's a been a lesson. lot of there's been a lot of current events coverage because there's in this um, little pandemic thing that some of our listeners what? might have heard about. I know. Um, uh, so on a more serious note, while, you know, kind of the gross sciencey stuff, which does kind of really fit in with this episode topic, I also think uh, their more serious coverage of uh, pandemic related stuff is really great from a science communication perspective. And if you're kind of looking for some good insight into all of that, this is a great place to check out. Thank you for joining KK and Laura the Humans and come along with me. Email us at adventuretimepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Come Along With Me, where the last E is a three, and Instagram and Tumblr at Adventure Time Pod. Now come on, grab your friends, and go to very distant lands.